You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Now, it's me, Judy Gold, and I, I cannot, I know sometimes I, you know, say, you know, I'm so excited. I can't even, like, I can't even tell you. I have been dying to have this incredible human being on my podcast who I met doing another podcast. As Trump says about Kim Jong-un, we fell in love. And he hasn't written me a love letter yet, but, all right, author of 10 books. I'm just going to name some of them. Jesus, a pilgrimage, the Jesuit guide, building a bridge, which is very important, building a bridge. My life in the, my life with the saints and between heaven and mirth, which is the best title, the best title. And then there's more. I have to thank God that he is alive, well, and just the, I can't hit, listen. Follow him, ladies and gentlemen. Father James Martin. Woo! Yay. I love you so much. Thank I you. Love I love you. you too. Oh, you're the that best. Was the greatest intro. It ever. was. I yeah, just was. am so thankful for you. Thank you. Ditto. No. It, Ditto. See, you're just no, because I you're know, a I priest. You. You're like being nice, no, but you know, I'm you. like a miserable person. But you left out that I'm the most Jewish Jesuit. Oh yes. So when we met, we did this podcast <laughs> called Unorthodox, where they have a Jew and. Uh, <laughs> And the and the non-Jew of the week, mm-hmm. and you were the non-Jew of the week. Mm-hmm. But you're very Jewy. I know. I wanted to be not only Jew of the week, but Goy of the month. That's good. Yeah, I know, but sadly. Do you like garbanzo it. beans? Goya. Hey. Is that Goyasha? No, it's Goya makes the garbanzo. Oh, right. All oh, right. I know. Like right over my head. I'm not a So comedian. what happened now? You just went into the priesthood, and now you've you know forgotten all these stupid jokes? Well, you know, I um, went into the priesthood uh, after – boy, it's hot in here, isn't it? I know. I'm sorry. I'm He's... take my collar off. Yep, he took sorry, his collar off. Collar off. <gasps> I'm hot. schmitzing. He, you can ring the bell, too. Good. Okay. Uh, no, I went to the University of Pennsylvania. Wait, I know. You, all right. I, we can't go there we yet. We can't go there? Okay. Yeah. What, so what was the original question? Well, I just... I joined the Jesuits. But you're still so... You know everything about pop culture. You live in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and some... And I'm not saying this is about Catholicism, or, but I know a lot of people who are clergy... And are living in another world, yeah, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a Jesuit priest, and uh, one of our uh, goals and mottos is finding God in all things. And that includes in pop culture and in right. the world. And I work in a Catholic magazine in New York City, so right. it's kind of hard. You know, you go on the subway every day. It's hard not to kind of right. see what's going the on. world. Um, Wait, yeah. do people say to you, you take the subway yes. all the time? That's like, a quote. I, I get that all the time. Wait, you take the subway? You quote. take the bus? 
Yeah, I, I don't have a driver. I know. I uh, someone came up to me and said that's the that's the quote. Oh my gosh, Father Martin, do you take the subway? I can't believe it. And I said, Well, how do you think I get around? Right. I don't know, like a limousine. Oh. I said, you know, I said I also take a Val poverty too, and so right. I'm on the subway. But sometimes it's funny because people. Uh, I've had people ask me to hear their confession on the subway. Right. Which is a little strange. And um, no curtain. Well, and also the other thing, you know, on the subway, no one cares anyway. Right. You can say anything. Right. Um, and I hear it. Um, and then people, you can, you can see them like leaning in. Right. All right. I have to ask you a question. Yes. Do you give money to every homeless person you see? I do. You know, my rule is if I have it, I give it. That's my rule. You know, I, I try to talk to them too. Right. I try to. I feel so guilty if I don't give, but sometimes I look and they have like nicer clothes than me. And I, you know what I mean? I, and I'm, yeah, I, here's my, my, my thing is what are they going to use it for? And right. That's figure, what I think. But I always too. figure, look, even if they don't, even if they use my dollar for drinks, then right. they, that'll save them some other money that they can use for food. Or I just buy them a sandwich. Yeah. You know? I've done that. Yeah. I've said here, do you want me to buy something yeah. in there? And then they get all like, no, I want it on toasted no, white bread, so light mayo. But you know what? For every good deed you do, this yeah. is the old tradition. You're, 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 you're building your house in heaven. Did you know this uh, this tradition? That for every good deed you do, you have like a little brick that's up there in heaven. Okay. And when you get up there, the more bricks you have, the bigger your house will be. I'm going to have a big house. You will have a big but house. But yeah. we don't believe in that. Well, here's my lo- here's my one. Uh, sort of anno- yeah. <laughs> Yay, Jews. Here's my one uh, funny, annoying uh, homeless person story. So there was a guy in our street outside of our Jesuit community, which we used to be on 56 and 6. And this poor guy was always there, and I would always give him money. And one day I had this big um, chunk of yeah. chunk, like yeah. lots of uh, coin and stuff in my room in like a little bag. So I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bring it to the bank, and whatever it is, I'm going to give it to him. Right. Know? Try to be holy. So I go to the bank. It's $80. Wow. And I thought he's going to be so happy. So I pass him, and I say, here you go. And I give him $80. Puts it in his pocket, doesn't even say thank you. No way. <laughs> and I thought, all right, you know what? I'm going to move to some other home. Right, right, right. Time. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little much. Isn't that horrible? Well, uh, you know, I mean, these poor people. Oh I worked God, with homeless people. So as a, well, I worked with homeless people as a novice. And, you know, a lot of them are mentally Yes, disturbed, I know. So, but, you know, I did my good deed. So, God, Oh, please. You're God, full of good deeds. God saw it. Okay. Everywhere I look. Because I'm, you know, I know you grew up in Pennsylvania. Wait, 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 in Plymouth, meeting wow, you Pennsylvania. Really did your yes, but you were born in Philly. Yes, um, and then you you uh, grew up in Plymouth, meeting Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I can't find anything about. I know that your family was not religious. Mm-hmm. It was sort of just a regular. They weren't rich, just mm-hmm. a, a quote unquote normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know you were on the school newspaper. Boy, you really did your homework. Well, because I love you. Yeah, but it's sometimes I go on shows, and my favorite show was I was on a TV show once, and I did this book, Jesus at Pilgrimage. Yeah. And the interviewer actually held it up. It's, it says Jesus on the cover, and he goes, yeah. She said, So what's the book about? <laughs> no was, way. Yeah, and I, it was very hard for me not to be funny and say, Jesus? There you go. He's Jewish. Yeah. I just, um, I have been on so many interviews where they're like, so, what made you start to? And it's like, ju- click my name. I know. It, I know. It's like, do your research because the interview's better. I know. And uh, there's some questions they ask. I can't take it. It, it gives me like a here's, in my stomach. Here's a nice, here's a nice comedian reference for you. I like to watch old Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, clips. yeah. 
There was one time where he was on Carson. Yeah. And um, Johnny Carson said, so you have a new movie coming out. And uh, what's it called? And Roddy Dangerfield says, thanks for being so prepared. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. So you grew up and like in grammar, like were you, what was your, do you have siblings? Yeah. I have a, a younger sister, Carolyn. And uh-huh. we grew up in Plymouth Meeting, which is right. a suburb outside of Philly. And um yeah, it wasn't super. You know, my family's Catholic. Uh, right. First Holy Communion, Confirmation. Right. You did all the yeah, yeah. yeah bar mitzvahs. But, well, yeah. and bat mitzvahs. Yes. Thank you very much. I heard there was a plural too that I don't know. Bas. Mm. No, ba, uh, mitzvot. Ba, uh, oh, b'nai, b'nai, b'nai mm. mitzvah. Yes, there you go. B'nai Being, mitzvah. Yeah. Most of my friends growing up were Jewish. Right. So I went. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Like yeah. you, this was a Jewy area. You were Catholic. Yeah. Um, but just, no one gave a shit. No. Oh, I cursed in front of them. No. Yeah. No. And I like, mean, that's what I grew up. I had, I had, my neighbors were Catholic. It's like no one yeah, taught. We no were friends. Like they were like friends. But family. the irony was I didn't know any kids that went to Catholic school. Right. Which was weird. So Did you, just, you didn't go to Catholic no. school. No, I went to public everything, public elementary school, junior high school, right. high school. And yeah, so I always say I went to, I probably went to 15 bar and bat mitzvahs. Wow. So that's more, a lot of more, money. Yes. Right. Yes, <laughs> that's right. And no first communion parties, no confirmation right. parties, no. So were they I, okay? Were they lavish? Some of them were because my you would have loved my mother, but she would. She was like, it's not about the party. It's about and so we had the nerdy like my brother for his bar mitzvah. We he ha- did you he, clink clink that because your brother's Jewish? Yeah. Was, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And bar mitzvah. Uh, right. He went, we just had brunch at our house afterwards. Wow. Then my sister, they had dessert after her bar mitzvah. And for me, I had the biggest one. They had dinner before. Oh, no. And dessert afterwards. And then, but I would go to these ones where you had to put on a long gown. It was at a, like a social club. Those are all the ones I went to. Like, uh, you oh, know, you special. Liked, yeah. The one I remember, <laughs> Gary Kaufman's bar mitzvah. Uh-huh. Had um, like ice cream sundaes and cotton candy. Right. He wore, I think, a purple tux. As I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Purple with the purple, yellow. yeah, with I the bow tie, purple or yellow. And the yarmulkes, they would match the yarmulkes, which we were allowed to keep. Which yes, I have a lot of um, them. So yeah, I, you know, I got to know that whole culture, and they were all just part of my world. Right. And then when I got to Penn, um, it was is, more a part of your. You went to Morton. I did, and it was all just. Part of the environment. And I, I often say that it wasn't that some of my best friends were Jewish. It was like all of my oh, right, best right, friends were right. Jewish. And it was funny. And I always I, – when I said this last time that I met you. Um, whenever I speak to Jewish audiences, I always have to – I always apologize in the beginning because I say I am so comfortable – in this environment right. that I make jokes. And so don't think that they're. But they like or, that. We like the yeah, jokes. Yeah, but as long as people know that, right. you know, it's, that you're like, Jewy. Like, right, very Jewy. So um, what did your parents do? My dad was in business. He mm-hmm. worked uh, for a pharmaceutical company. Mm-hmm. My mom uh, was um, a substitute French teacher. Or since wow. It's, since it's Philly, we say substitute. Right. Substitute, substitute, substitute French. French teacher. And homemaker, and uh-huh. she's still alive. She's eighty-seven. And um, God bless her. God bless her. Um, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah. So it was a very normal family, and and they were very surprised. My my joke is, um, they were very surprised when I entered the Jesuits. And people say to me, "What was the most common thing people said when you entered the Jesuits?" And this is true. And the right. most common thing people said was Mazel Tov. Oh, that's interestingly. Great. Many of my 
Jewish friends' parents were the ones who were the most supportive. Right. Isn't that interesting? I had a good friend. I have a good friend, Rob Schlackman. He's great. I mean, that is so Jewish. Schlackman. From Sharon Mass. Uh, oh, oh, Jewy or Jewy. From Newton. From Newton. Oh, that's, that is like, yeah. He went to, I think, Newton. He'll kill me. Newton yeah. South. Oh. Which we used to call so. Olivia Newton South. <laughs> His parents, <laughs> Ellie, Ellie and Jerry, great people. They were so supportive. Schlackman. Well, Yes, exactly. <laughs> Ellie Schlackman. We want to thank Ellie Sh- Schlackman for the uh, Kadoosh after the, uh, and the... Yeah. And the Kugel. She made great the Kugel. Kugel. Really? Mm. Uh, can I tell you my Seder story? Which yeah. I've told you before. Yes. So when I was in theology in right. Boston, um, Rob invited me back to Rob his Schlackman. parents' house. Right? Yeah. Uh, to Ellie and Jer's house. Right. For Oh, my God. Seder. This is so many Jew this bells. Is, I love it. For Seder. Seder. Yes. So we're sitting there, yeah, and I'm right in the middle of my Old Testament course. Oh, you and can, so yeah. I know all this stuff, right? So I know all about Moses and Aaron right. and Moses, Aaron, yeah. Miriam, yeah, everybody. And so you know, I'm at the seder, and I've been to seders before. And um, Mrs. Schlackman says to me, "Oh, by the way, why, why?" She says to the table, "Why does this happen?" Yeah. The, what? Why the is Testament? this night? Well, yeah, no, not that. Oh, but, oh, but, but, but oh, she's asking question. you. Yeah, yeah. She's asking the table, oh, and okay. I say, oh, well, because Moses, blah, 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 and Aaron, and she was like, oh, well, then why is X, Y, Z? And I said, oh, well, because, you know, in the book of Exodus, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, thanks. And she turns to Rob, her son, my friend, and says, why don't you know as much about the faith <laughs> as Jim does? And, and so I kept answering these questions. So after we left the Seder, we went out. I'll never forget this. Yeah. We went outside. Uh, we stepped outside of his door in at his at his house, his parents' house. And Rob says to me, in words I'll never forget, that is the last Seder I'm ever inviting <laughs> you to. <laughs> was it? It was. No. Hey, everyone. Did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment, and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew, the space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. 
you need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code Judy Gold at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code Judy Gold. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. Were you popular in high school? Like, were you a popular well, kid? What were you involved in? I would say I was pretty popular. I right. was like president of the student government. Oh, forget so it. I was like, as someone described me, my my college, my freshman year roommate, I told him what I did. I was in student government. I was mm-hmm. in the newspaper. I was this. I was right. in the honor society. And he said, oh, my God, I'm living with Archie Andrews. So that, that's, kind <laughs> yeah, of, right. that's kind of who I was. Yeah. And you never got into trouble? No, not really. No, no. Wow. I mean, I... I you know, in college, I mean, I smoked and drank and stuff <gasps> like that. I know. Oh, my. I know. Uh, yes. I know. So, uh, but not in high school. In high right. school, I was really kind of squeaky clean. And you got great grades. Yes. Were you like valedictorian? Mm, like number one, number two. Yeah, I was a good student in high school. But then well, I the got Jews to- must have been so pissed that you were like the valedictorian. <laughs> but then I got to Penn. And, of course, you're with. Right. Every other right, right, right. So I was, did did like you think of any? What? Where else did you get into college? Where else did I get into college? Oh uh, my gosh, uh, UVA. Oh La- yeah, that's a great school. Lafayette, right? Lehigh, right? Uh, mostly in the area, right? Um, I can't remember where else I applied, but I really wanted to go to Wharton, the undergraduate school at Penn. right? Because Trump went there. Is oh, that yeah. why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he got my, in on my, his own my, merit my, too. My idol. Yeah. Um, although here's something you'd be interested in. Someone told me from Penn, and this is not very well known. He actually did not go to Wharton. He took courses at Wharton. That's the room I've heard it. Wow! But they won't release. Shocking. They won't release his his, his yeah. transcript. And they've they've said if 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 Penn release this is all rumor. But right. If Penn releases it, he'll sue them or something like that. Right. But, but someone said no no no. He was in liberal arts college, but took courses at Wharton, which is different than enrolling that, in enrolling Penn. in Wharton. So anyway, anyway, I, went I can, wait. So he he lied. Mm. What? Oh my Shocking. God. What? I know. I know. He's a liar? Okay. There you're back. Thank you. So I Wait, um, were you in the theater department? Did you do any no. plays? Band? No. I athletics. Was kind of, I was on the humor magazine. Oh. Thank you. Um with <laughs> run by Jewish people. Yes. Um in fact, I think on the I think on the masthead, one one of the uh, you know, it was like art editor this. Right. I think there was something that said head Jew. No way. Yeah, on the masthead of the, the Punchbowl humor magazine. Now, th- forget it. Now it would be oh, like. No, you couldn't do that. You know, suing and. No. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I was I was mainly focused on studies. Study, study, study. Party on the weekends. Right. Smoke, get drunk, go to football games. Very small group of people. I didn't really participate in too many of the other activities, which right. I lament. And also, I didn't take anything outside of business, which kind of sucks. Right. Did you go to the prom? At, in high school? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All that I didn't stuff. go. Oh, my really? son just went last oh, week. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And my other son went. But did, they have never... good, did they have a good time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the best. Yeah. I mean, I... <sighs> Although proms these days, my little, my little, he's not so little anymore. My 14-year-old nephew went, and I don't think they do... 14? Date... Well, it's like an eighth grade prom. Oh, all right. I don't think they do dates as much anymore. No, it's like, uh, yeah. And there's a lot stressful. of, and it's very LGBTQ friendly, yeah. like... You know, no one gives because a crap. I think it was so stressful for people. 
Well, it was like, like, oh, are you going to the prom? It was like Valentine's Day. It's like, oh, did you get a Valentine? It's like, no, I'm six feet tall and I'm 13. No one's giving me a Valentine. But look at you now. I know. You showed them. Yeah. No, I did. That's what my mother used to say. Judith, they'll be paying to see you. Um, and they are, aren't they? Yeah, well, some. So um, you go to Wharton. Yes. And you are... A stellar student. Eh, I did okay. I you beat, did B, solid B. That's good. Yeah, I did okay. I studied my, you know what, off. Yeah, my, and my, my, my tuchus. Oh, I just mm. love you. Yeah, Toda. So, <laughs> oh, you can do it. So you, all right. So you and you have you're hanging around with the Jews, <laughs> right? Right. And yes. and there's no. I mean, did you go to church every week? Yeah, occasionally. Right. I mean, maybe every other Sunday, but if I missed Sunday, I wasn't too upset. Right. And I was kind of like the token Catholic on the floor. Right. Oh, what about the Pope? And what right. about this? And I don't know. So, right. And, you know, so and it you, wasn't like you were like knew every little detail no, about the religion. No, although as a, as a college freshman at Penn, right. I, I pretended as if I did. Right. Oh, well, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right, right, right. And, you know, we we had those great, like, late-night bull sessions and, you know, can God create a stone so heavy right. he can't lift? And I, I don't know. And and endless until like two three in the morning with my agnostic friends and my right. Jewish friends and. But you were interested in. I think so. I think more right. intellectually. Did you get your DNA done and find out um, if you're part Jewish? <laughs> well, I'm very Mediterranean. Oh, that's so, good. Uh-huh. So you could yeah. have Jewy in you. Probably do. Look at this nose. I know. I was th- mm-hmm. I was just looking at it I going. Say Roman nah. a Roman nose. Yeah. It's Roman all over your face. Right. Oh, that's funny. Get it? Yeah, because it's uh, all over here. It's so big. It's like big. <laughs> but it's Roman. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, but I um I was not particularly religious. That's definite. Right. That's for sure. So you graduate Wharton mm-hmm. and you get a job at GE. Yes. And in New York. In New York. It's a great paying job. It is. And your whole focus in life up until this point was, well, I have to go into business so I can make a lot of money because right. that's what life is about, having right. a lot of money so right. that you can support yourself right. and, you know. Right. Um, and not in a bad way. Not like no, I, no, not, but, yeah. But yeah, you got to, you know, my, my parents would say very, you know, very sort of practically, which is true. Well, you know, you got to get a job. So right. why wouldn't you go into business? Right. I, we didn't really know anyone who was in kind of anything else. Right. I mean, you know, like arts or. Right. So sure. And you, and my we were fairly middle class. And so that's part of just kind of. You know, like supporting yourself and paying off your loan. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much why I went into it. And Uh, GE was very well paying it. Did you have your own room growing up? I did. Oh, all right. That's good. Yes. So I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just fascinated. I know, but I'm fascinated by people's childhoods. That's interesting. Yeah. You ask me anything. Because it's it's so what makes them like you didn't get teased or, you know. Well, I mean, I think I did. Yeah. But if you. Really got teased, you would be like, yes, it was, you know. No, it wasn't like that. Yeah, I um, was like literally walk in the school and just for the rest of the really? day. Bigfoot. Because you were something. so tall? So tall. Oh, that's sad. I know. And I was just, you know, I was dorky. Kids and, are mean. Oh, so mean. mean. And then this is true. My mother used to tell me, Judith, ignore them. They're jealous. They wish they were that tall. Just don't even, they don't even exist. And then later on, that was my mother. And later on, I, my one of my therapists said, um, wrong advice. That's interesting. But I feel what like. What did the therapist say? What, what should. 
you much, know, you so. have this quick wit. You should have used oh. your quick wit. But I was so. That's hard when you're. I not. know. And I was so like beaten down like, oh, God, here I go. It's like when you go to a step and repeat and people are like, you are. And you feel so humiliated. I was just humiliated every day. No, it's which, sad. And I, I think, feel- you know, frankly, if you had used your humor, you would have been more of a target. In right, sense. right, right. Yeah. So, I was yeah. just like, and ugh. Yeah. So, um, so you go to work at GE. Mm-hmm. You're making decent money. Mm-hmm. Going out clubbing, having fun. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But you notice that people are not treated that well there. Eventually, like at the beginning, I was very happy. I right. was, you know, I was a yuppie. It was 1982. Right. right. And, um. But then I, I sort of progressed in the organization. I moved to Connecticut, got some promotions. Yeah, and I started to realize, wow, I'm not crazy about right. the way that the bosses are treating people. Not all of them, but we had the – since this is you know, your podcast, we had something called the asshole theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did, which was that the more of an asshole you were, the higher you went in the Right, right, right. Well, that's actually true. Yeah. And so I – Not with everybody. Yeah. So it sort of bothered me seeing how unethical people were at times. Um, mm-hmm. And also I just, I just, I, I felt like a square peg in a round hole. Right. So. So oh, also I forgot to mention that I think it happened in college that you, your roommates decided what you <laughs> would give up for Lent. Yeah. You want to hear that story? Yeah. So. And I love that because it really is a great, because it really is saying, well, we noticed this about you. Uh, instead of instead of you picking yeah. it yourself, it's yeah, and so. it still continues. Right, I know, I love that. <clears throat> My friend Rob Schlackman. Oh, uh, Rob, he, he is great. I he, love Rob. You love this. He's yeah. great. He's also, by the way, he is six seven. No way. Hmm. Hmm. Really. Hmm. And so wait, here's a great story. So I'm like five nine or whatever, and and you, in a sense, when you have a friend like that, you kind of cease to notice it. Right. You just, so when we lived together after um, college in uh, in New York for two years, he was a great roommate. And um, so we got some pictures and I said, well, hang them. And uh, so I come home and all the pictures are hung really high <laughs> on the wall. And I said to Rob, what is wrong with you? I know. It's- he said, what do you mean? And I said, they're supposed to be eye level. <laughs> so he walks over to them. He's like, they're eye level. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> that my son's 6'8". But I noticed that I do that too and then I'm like, oh, no, it has to go mm-hmm. lower. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's so bad in the bathroom. You know, oh, the toilet seats are man. so low. It's just the world is not made for tall people. Well, I found what was interesting was I would forget, you know, until I'd see one another, each other like in a mirror right. or something. But you just kind of You're right. that's how he is. You know? did, did, um, does he have kids? Rob Schlackman? Yeah, and his wife is quite tall. Really? And their their kid, uh, Daniel, is extremely tall. And right. He's, he's played basketball. Yeah, that's like anyway. my son. But yeah. did you know that basketball coaches ask uh, how tall the mother is? Well, yeah. Andrea is quite tall. And so. What's her What's her maiden name? Oh, my gosh. Here, I think. No. Yeah, no, but she was Catholic and now she's Jewish. All so. right. She converted yeah, for, she... <laughs> for Rob Schlackman. <laughs> Were anyway. you mad at her? Were you like, no, oh, don't I go. Love, I, love, I love that whole family. All right. So, um, okay, so yeah, you're, so, you're so in, we're out drinking, right? At and Lent's coming up. Oh, no, this is in college. Oh, this, we're, right, right. Oh, God, I'm Judy. That's okay. Yeah. We're out drinking. It's in college. And, right. um, they're like, oh, Lent's coming up. What's Lent? Blah, blah, blah. How do you not know what Lent is? Well, they're just asking. Well, right. One of them didn't know we were decorating a Christmas tree in my, and they were like, where should I put the ornament? I was like, wherever you want. Right. Um, oh, so funny. we're out yeah. at, um, this pub and, um, and I explain Lent, and they say, well, what's about, like, giving this stuff up? And I said, oh, well, you know, you give up something, blah, blah, blah. 
well, who decides that? And I said, well, I decide it. And they said very reasonably, well, what the hell kind of a sacrifice right, is that? Right, right, right. <clears throat> we should decide. And I was like, oh, well, what should I give up? And they, at the time, I was really hooked on orange soda. Like right, right, up. right. Orange soda and those snowballs, you know, those those little kids. Oh, yeah. And they were like, that's what you should give up. That was actually hard. <clears throat> and so the snowball. Then, wait, I don't hard. think they were kosher, the snowballs. Mm, they were trafe or. Yeah, I mean, if they had animal fat. <laughs> Thank you. If they had animal fat or gelatin in it. Uh, yeah, but I could eat them. Right. But Twinkies, like we couldn't eat Twinkies. Oh, I know. Annoying. Sad. No Oreos, Hydrox. Sad. I know. Go. Great sacrifice. So, um, orange soda and snowballs. So, for the next four years, they would tell me what to give up. And I mean, I would do other regular sacrifices. So, did you do the orange soda? You, I so read I that up. you used it to keep to, to stay keep awake. Me, yeah, like um, no dose. So, oh, remember no dose? Mm hmm. Oh, God. Someone told me yesterday, I said, oh, your hair color is really nice. And he said, I put sun in in my hair and went sun to the beach. And I was like, sun in? That's, so That's like my people. Do they even make that? Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's like I'm always surprised when I see Tab. I know. You know, what's the other one? Um, the Well, tab, which is the grapefruit one? Is that Tab? Oh, uh, uh, Fresca? Fresca. Yes. Do they make it? Yes. So amazing. I know. So anyway, so since then... Rob has called me every Ash Wednesday morning, which yeah. is when Lent starts. Right. And he gives me my, it's a, it has settled down to, let me get this straight, a food, a spice, and a candy. And and they're funny. A spice. Yeah, you had to give like, up oregano. Like, yeah, or or yeah. cardamom or something. Oh. And so he and Andrea and Daniel now participate, and I get a phone That's call. That's so great. And you know what I do? I really do try to, I mean, it's funny. But because it's from the outside, like it's not coming from me, I do try to refrain from, you know, doing that. And sometimes it's hard. They'll be like, I bet. We like tarragon. I was like, and Rob said, that means no Bernays sauce. Oh. <laughs> he probably no, gets fun. off on it. He loves doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's very funny. Hey, everyone. You know what I just did? I tore, I poured, and I enjoyed. A packet of Liquid IV. Because I love Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a major part of my life. And I just worked out with my trainer. And I had a delicious lemon ginger liquid IV. That one has a little extra. That has a little green tea in it and so that's a little caffeinated so i enjoy that because i needed it today and you know it's getting warmer out and what does that mean summer oh god please come it can't come soon enough and that means you have to hydrate and that's what liquid iv does it hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes vitamins and clinically tested nutrients. And it has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in one little stick. And that's why Liquid IV is the number one powered hydration brand in America. Okay? And I love it. I use it every day. Ben's basketball team uses it. It is a science-backed formula that works. It keeps you hydrated. And they have sugar-free. They have sugar-free packets in white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime. Okay? I didn't do the sugar-free. Okay. But Elisa does the sugar-free. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay hydrated because it's very, very important. 
And Liquid IV has been a longtime sponsor and I love them and they are a quality product. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to turn your ordinary, ordinary, can't speak, turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JudyGold at checkout. That's J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JudyGold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, can't even say my name, at liquidiv.com. Got it? You're welcome. Back to GE. You're at sure. GE. You know, you're, you're seeing the, the hierarchy treat the, you know, general population yeah. there like crap. At, and, time, at times, I would say. And at one point, your boss calls you in her office and calls you a liar. <laughs> that was pretty awful. What mm-hmm. what did she say you lied about? I, this was, it was very complicated. What was her name? Was she, oh, I don't want to say. Oh, or, all right. Is a member of the tribe? Uh, no. Oh, thank God. Um, MOT. As yeah. We said it yeah. Um, no, what, it was very complicated, but basically I was working in HR at the time. I have to like reconstruct this. Yeah. And I contacted someone. Someone contacted me for a job that was open. I'm trying right. to remember this. And the the protocol was to call the person's manager and say, are they free to interview for this job? Okay. So I called the manager who was like a big wig and the person interviewed for the job and the manager called my manager and said, um, he never asked me if he could interview for the job, which he was lying to my manager about me because for some reason he, he wanted to say that, uh, this, this guy never asked him. So the manager, my manager came in and said, did and she sort of was like ambushing me. Did you a- ask Mike, the guy's name was, right. I still remember his name, if so-and-so could interview for that job? And I said, yeah, I called him. And Mike was like way high up. Uh-huh. And she goes, you're a liar. You know, he called me and he said, you never told him that. And I said, well, why would I lie about that? You're a liar. I won't have liars working for me. And No way. It's pretty awful. And I thought, why am I working here? This and also, crazy. like, you don't call someone a liar. No, it was it was really. I'm not having liars work for it me. It was bizarre. That was that was like that was kind of low you, key. But you had been thinking like all along, this is so unfulfilling. This is so It made it easier. Right. Yeah. And so I mean it made it easier to think about leaving. And and it was also the way truly the way I saw women treated. Right. I was because I was in HR, I went from finance to HR. I was uh, sort of like behind in a lot of behind the behind closed doors meetings that they would say. And I would hear what managers would say. This is in the 80s about women. Right. So like one guy said there was a very uh, uh, sort of talented woman, probably in her uh, 30s, and she wasn't moving ahead as quickly as I, as she had hoped. And so I went to the manager. And you know what he said to me? To the HR person, all she needs is a good. No way. Yeah. You know. And I, and I just said. But I just. And I said to him, so here I am. I'm like. 27, 25 right. with this 50 year old executive who's just used this uh, obscenity, but has also said that about, you know, his employee. And I said, you better not let her hear that. You better not say that outside the office. That's as, as I mean, much now as, he would be that's as much as I could yeah. say. Hashtag you know? me, 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 oh, two, two, two. Unbelievable. And, and it, and but that, they do that. I think they do that. They do that in show business, too. Like you audition. Like I've I've heard friends of mine who are casting people say you can't even imagine but you know what I don't understand? And this is truly it. I talked to Isaac Mizrahi about this, that he is a gay man who adores women, like puts them on a pedestal. And I know 
of a very large percentage of I know a large percentage of straight men who, you know, disparage women on a daily basis. But there's also a, a pop, you know, a certain population of gay men who who do the same thing. And I'm thinking when when I hear a story like that and and when I look at these politicians and I think you have daughters, you have, like, how can you speak like that? You have a mother and daughters. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of it is. Sometimes it's they're trying to be like macho or 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 I don't know or or just rude or maybe they're just mean. I think that's a word that we need to kind of resurrect. Right. They're just mean. mean. Yeah. And so I so I saw this and I saw stuff like that. And not everybody at GE was like that, but and there were some and I have friends who are still at GE and you know they're they're doing great. But I saw enough of it that I just thought I don't want to I don't want to work here. And it was also stressful in terms of the hours and all this and. So, yeah, did you so, do uh, so? You would work there, but did you go to church? Were you starting to go back yeah, to church? I was, or when I was so I moved from New York to Connecticut. So I moved from where in Connecticut, Stamford, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and um, I just started to get more and more dissatisfied, and so I was kind of ready for something to happen, but so, I didn't know what it was going to be. So you go to your psychologist. Well, first I see I turn on the TV and I see. Oh a right, right, right! Yeah. I, God, I uh, had that I here. Can't believe you forgot that. I uh, know I had it. We put on the PBS. <laughs> it was on PBS. Very good. I'm really impressed. Truly, oh, I'm really thank impressed you. with your your research. I love you. No, you are. You're wonderful. Toda. Thank you. Um, ding, Bavakasha <laughs> is the correct response. Yes, Bavakasha. Mm-hmm. So uh, I turn on the TV one night. I'm kind of you know uh, I come home and I'm sort of miserable. And there's a documentary about a traffic. Well, that's very Jewish. All right, go ahead. Which part? Coming home and being miserable. (laughs) (laughs) I think it meant PBS. Uh, Channel 13. Yeah. They have the greatest shows. I know. Uh, Well, at that time, of course. Yeah. There was a documentary about a Trappist monk named Thomas Merton. Yes. And uh, he- He gave it all up. Gave it all up and entered a monastery. And I I tell you, Judy, I looked at that show and I just thought, that's it. That is- that's just so beautiful. And I didn't know anything about a monastery, the Trappist or anything or the priesthood. But it just seems so much more attractive than my life. And, and you know, as I say, you know, as we say, um, this is not to get too religious, but this is how God works. God works through our desires. Right. Kind of moving us interiorly. And I went out and bought his autobiography, The Seven Story Mountain. And I just said, oh, this is what I want to do. And then. But then you had to plan it out. I did. You know, it was very strange because. I don't, maybe you've experienced this. I don't know what you're, in terms of like being a comedian. When you start to think about these things, you start to say, well, I can't do that. That's crazy. Right, right. You know, like, how could I possibly do that? But you're curious about it and you're interested Mm -hmm. in it. And I read more and more about him and I started to think about it. And I asked my parish priest and he said, well, you know, you should talk to the Jesuits because they're right up the street at Fairfield University. I talked to them and then I withdrew. Then I just said, I can't do this. This is crazy. Like, it would be like me, like joining the circus or being an opera star or something. I can't do it. And then I started to go to a psychologist because um, I was getting more and more stressed. Jewish. Uh, do you know what his name was? What? I kid you not. His his name was Dr. Tchotchke. No way. Yeah. He's, like a he's Tchotchke? Like, know. oh, look at the nice Tchotchke. I don't know if he's still <gasps> out there. I know. It was either, oh, it's, that's the best it's either, name. It's either Tchotchke or Tchotchke. Or right, my right. My friends thought it was hysterical. Yeah. And was he tiny? He was, he was pretty petite. He was a great guy. First time I went to a psychologist. And basically the question was, you know, this took like a year or two. And the way to think about it is I'm getting more and more interested in kind of religious life, like reading all these books and going to church more, less and less interested in GE, but not knowing what I'm supposed to do. 
And he asked me the question, which changed my life, which was, he said, well, why are you at GE? And I said, well, I mean, you know, I don't know what else I would do. And I have a Wharton degree and you got to go to business and I got a good job. And I just, it was, I felt so trapped. And he said, well, what would you do if you could do anything you wanted to do? And I said, oh, I'd be a Jesuit. And he said, well, why don't you? And truly, it was like the scales fell from my eyes. That is. Like St. Paul. Oh. And I thought, yeah, why don't I? What am I doing here? And it was just to, the the freedom to be able to say, I want to do something that I enjoy and something that I feel, um, you know, is more me. And I went home, I went to my office. This is pretty funny. And I called up the Jesuits and I was like, I'm ready to enter. And they're like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I, I sent in an application like, you know, two years ago. And they're like, yeah, we have a whole application yeah. process. And so that, I mean, I can tell you that story, but then I applied and I was in in six months and my friends, especially my Jewish friends, right. were like, just what are you doing? Right. I told Rob, for, I told my friend Bruce, and I told Rob, Rob was just very supportive. Right. This is all about Rob. He's going to love right. this. I love Rob. Um, Rob Schlackman. I, I love, I love hey. Rob too. I got to meet Rob Schlackman. He is, you love him. <laughs> and um, so get this. So I tell him, he's very supportive, right. you know, um, and I said, I have to tell everybody else, uh, like my friend, Andy Schiff. Okay. okay. Yeah. Andy Kellner. Um, <laughs> you know, who else was at that dinner? And someone else. Um, and he goes, oh, I have to come to that dinner. I want to come to that dinner. I was like, well, he was in Boston, I think, at the time. We were right. doing it in New York. And uh, promise me, you'll let me go to the dinner. Right. So we went to... Um, La Brasserie. Oh, yes. La Brasserie. Mm, Best creme brulee in the city. Anyway, so I say to them, you'll love this. They're all at the table. Now, it was a little dramatic, but I said. Okay, but how far into the dinner are you? Oh, we're, I know exactly where we just sat down. Oh, wow. And I said, I have a surprise for you. And it was Andy, Andy, and I can't remember the third person. It might have been Rob who came along. Right. But it was a, okay. So um, we're at dinner. And I say, I have a surprise for you. Big news. Uh, guess. You're leaving GE. I was like, oh, that was easy. Right. And I said, uh, they said, well, that, we, we knew you were going to do that. That was, you know, we know you've been unhappy there. But you have to decide what you're, we, you have to tell me what I'm going to do. Guess what I'm going to do. Okay. And they had all these guesses. And I said. What were they? Oh, I don't know. You're going to work for the Met or something. Right, you're right, gonna right. You're going to do arts management or I don't know. I'm going to be a priest. <laughs> and they were silent. And this is a great line. So the waiter comes, they're like silent. Right. My friends are never silent. And the waiter, because I think they're also like worried about offending me. Or right, right. The yeah. waiter comes over and says, do you need more time? And Andy Kellner says, we need a lot more time. <laughs> <laughs> and I, they, you know, I hadn't really talked about it with anybody. And, you know, who knows what a Jesuit priest is? No one knows what a Jesuit priest is. So I had to explain it to them. They were a little concerned and worried. And later I found out my friend Andy Schiff, um, who's now a an attorney, a U.S. attorney. Wow. Yeah, he did really well for himself. Um, he went home and looked up the word Jesuit in the dictionary. Aww. That's how much they... They had no know. idea. And so, we had to look up things in the dictionary, kids. There was right. no there Google. There was no online. <laughs> so, Is um, he related to Adam Schiff? I don't think so. Okay. Um, so anyway... Um, they they were very surprised. And then um, I, I went through the application process, which is very long. My parents uh, and my sister were very upset. 
I mean, I, what? That, oh, yeah. Well, because, you know, they want grandchildren. Well, they want grandchildren. You're going to be lonely. What are you even what, what are the Jesuits? Right. Like, what is this like? Some people thought I was joining a cult. <gasps> what happened? You know, is this still going? Oh. OK, it's still recording. Okay. Yes. Go Thank ahead. God. Thank God. That's because of you, because you're a, closer to God. It's I a just bracha. don't know why this is. OK, go ahead. I said bracha. <laughs> bracha. Bracha. Oh, I love, I love it. it. OK. Um, do you know my favorite Yiddish word is, which what? I love to use all the time? Mishpacha. Mishpacha. I love Broigus. What is Broigus? My mother used to, uh, you know, any Broigus is like you're, you're like just angry and mad. Wow. You know, like oh well, she's Broigus. That's you know, I, I love like, that Ungapachka. I love Ungapachka. What does that mean? Like over, like too much stuff, like velvet couches, <laughs> like you know, oh, it's Ungapachka. It's like completely too much. You know, I had to learn. Uh, let's see, there's Goy, Goyasha. Yeah, Trafe. But then there's other like permutations yeah. of that. Yes, yes, like the yes. Men, the women. The, right. Like, anyway, so I, um, I, uh, yeah, my parents and my sister were very um, upset because I think it was such a shock to them. And it took them a while to kind of get used to it. Um, and I entered the Jesuits uh, in August of 1988, and people were very surprised. And I, you know, I can't blame them because I didn't tell them about it. One of my friends from um, GE, not a Jew, um, but, um, what, what is he? He's UCC congregationalist. Mm-hmm. Very nice guy. He called me into his office right. he was very nice. He was like a year ahead of me. And he said, you know, I, what are you, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm joining the Jesuits. And he said, well, where did this, where did this decision come from? And I was like, well, you know, I've been unhappy and all this. And he said, well, you really, have you really thought about this? And I said, yeah. And he said, I, I think you should see a psychologist. And I said, <laughs> this is another great line. I am seeing a psychologist. And he said, I think you should see another psychologist. Oh, my God. Well, people, you know, not too many people know priests. Not certainly people don't know who the Jesuits are. I had to explain it to them. And but what eventually I wonder, I don't think that happens with Jews when they be. I think it's because we can get Jews can get married and have kids. I think that's a different. But, you know, it's funny. I'll, I'll tell you. And God bless them. I really love them. Rob and Rob's parents. Ellie and Jerry were mm. amazing. They came to my first vows, which were Oh, that beautiful. is so. It was. And can I tell you my favorite um, yeah. Ellie Schlackman story? I may have told you this, but it's, Ellie Schlackman. It's pretty moving and pretty surprising. I might cry. I'm going to start to cry. Oh. So, um, so I go to the Holy Land a lot. Ding. Yeah. On pilgrimage. Actually, I'll tell you another Rob story. So Rob's uh, son. Daniel, ding, was in the Maccabee games. Yes, the right. Maccabee okay. games, so yes. he plays basketball. Right. So Rob calls me and says, so I've been in the Holy Land like four times. And Rob's like, I'm going, blah, blah, blah. We're going to be in Jerusalem. What should I see? Halfway through the conversation, he's like, this is so crazy. I'm asking my Jesuit priest friend about <laughs> what? what I should see in Israel. Yeah. He's like, I'm happy to help you. Yeah. So get this. This is a true story. So every time I go to the Holy Land, ding, um, and I pray at the Wailing Wall, ding. Ding. Um, with many Jewish people. Did you know there are a lot of Jewish people to wail? No, I didn't know I that. I know. It's a surprise. Because we never wail. I'm like, like, this must be a very yes. Jewish part of town. And they love the women there, so, too. Ding. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, that's a whole other story. So every time I'm there, what I do um, uh, is I pray for my Jewish friends. That's what I – well, no, I mean, and I <gasps> that's remember – so beautiful. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, and I remember them and I just call them to, right. by name and all that. So um, – 
I went in and I, for some reason, I, I was praying and I, I think she had been sick. I was praying for Ellie Schlackman, Rob's mother. Right. right. At the Wailing Wall, like really uh, in a kind of really intentional, intense way, I would say. As I'm leaving the Wailing Wall, I feel my phone buzz uh-huh. right, in, with, in my pocket. And um, I thought, well, I'm not going to answer it in the precinct. Right. Know, that, I'm not right, going right, like, right. to my phone. Yeah. So anyway, so I forget about it, and I'm walking by. I happen to be walking by myself. I'm with a big pilgrimage group, and I said, I'm going to walk through the old. Have you been to Jerusalem? Yes. Yeah. I'm walking through the old city because it's so pretty, and I'm. So I get out of the old city. I'm near the um, Jaffa Gate, right? Yes. And ding, and um, and I say, oh, I wonder who that was, right? So I look at the phone. It's it's Rob. Uh huh. And I get the voicemail, which is very unusual when you're overseas, like to get the voicemail. Okay, and Ellie has just died. <gasps> and oh wait, my! And I call him. No, he doesn't know where I am. Rob doesn't know where I am. I call him. I get him, which is strange, also. And I said, "Oh, I'm so sorry." And I said, "You're not going to believe this. I was just praying for her when you texted me. It was really kind of beautiful, That's incredible." No, you know, and I, I've, 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 I'm writing a book about prayer, and I say that um, in this particular chapter, I <gasps> use that example, and I say. You know, one of the things about our experiences of God and prayer is that sometimes you can't explain what it is. Right. And I cannot explain. Not that I can't explain why it happened, but I guess what I mean is in an even deeper level, I can't even explain the emotions. It was like right. sad and beautiful and moving and funny right. and touching. And it's not something. And beshared and meant to be. Yeah. And it was it was just so. Touching. Oh, that's I such a great story. It is. And like you were with her. Yeah. And she was with me and she's praying for me. And she was great. She's a very elegant woman. Oh, I, I love I Ellie Sh- Schlackner. Schlackman. 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 <laughs> we call him, we call him Schlack. Oh, I love uh, her. And so, yeah. So anyway, so they were always very supportive. And eventually my parents, um, you know, themselves were obviously very supportive. And then all my friends like got turned around basically. They were like, oh, the Jesuits are so great. And they're the best. And, yeah. And now they're fine with it. Now they joke about it. Um, I'll tell you another joke. I when I was at Penn, I was out um, uh, at uh, a bar one night, and I was making, which I will not repeat, all these Jesus jokes, mm-hmm. of which there are many. Yes. Yeah. And I got back. It was in September of 1978, and John Paul the First had just died. Oh. And so my friends said. You killed him. <laughs> oh my God! And so for the rest of my Jesuit life, even until now. When I took my first vows as a Jesuit, when I was ordained as a priest, when I took my final vows as a Jesuit, they will always say, do they know that you killed the Pope? <laughs> did you go to confession and say you were I doing did, no, Jesus I, jokes? I, felt, I did feel bad about it. I would never tell them today, but they still say that. That's they will so still say, funny. I'm going to say know, that. Do they know do about, they know? Do they know about you're killing John Paul I? That's anyway, amazing. So, yeah, so I entered, and um, that was in 1988, and best decision I ever made. And then you also got an MA in philosophy. This is great. It's like this is your life. This is your life. <laughs> I mean, you're so smart. You're no. yeah. Oh, shut up. Check at Bavakasha. Um I mean, it's not like I'm Albert Einstein. Yeah. You <laughs> I mean, you're you're studying for to become a Jesu- Jesuit priest right. and you get an MA. Oh, let, let me get an well, MA in philosophy. A, I, I studied philosophy. I didn't get right. an MA. I it know, says no, I you can, got an MA no, from Loyola it's, University I, I, Chicago. It's very 1994 it's, after you became it's a priest. Very complicated. You, I studied there in the graduate level. Jesuits didn't get degrees at that time. 
It's very complicated. But I studied okay. graduate philosophy courses okay. yes, at Loyola Chicago. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, for, it's Just Kill Me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's <laughs> just, just Kill Me. Now. No, Judy Gold's Just Kill Me. Just Kill Me Now. Just, just kill me now. <laughs>